Welcome to the Mile High Fight Show, where we break down the latest in the fighting world. And today, we go over the Dos Anjos versus Fazeev fight night. As always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Enrique Cisneros. Are you ready to jump into this, Enrique? Absolutely, sir. Let's do it. So, uh, first of all, before we start here, next week's card is going to be uh, between Brian Ortega versus Yair uh, Rodriguez. We're looking forward to that one. And then uh, let's go ahead and go over this fight night here. Main event was uh, between the lightweight Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Fazeev. And uh, this was a back and forth bout that made it to championship rounds. Fazeev won the first three rounds, laying down pressure and solid strikes, uh, only for Dos Anjos to make a push in the fourth, looking fresher than Fazeev and landing a brutal flying knee plus a takedown. But Fazeev had none of it as he dropped Dos Anjos just 15 seconds into the fifth round to take it and solidify his claim as an up-and-coming lightweight contender. Um, and I think he called out, he wanted like a top five uh, lightweight for his next fight. I don't know if he's necessarily going to get that, but he called it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this is a perfect, like, honestly, I think this is perfect for the lightweight scenario because – we just needed a little bit of new blood in um, in the lightweight title scene. Um, I, I thought this was a, a very entertaining fight. Um, Rafael Dos Anjos, a complete legend. I mean, if you go back and look at this man's resume, it's just he really has fought everyone you can fight. I mean, he's fought Habib. He's fought uh, Anthony Pettis. He's fought just, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on on, on the guys that RDA's fought. And he takes on another killer in Rafael Fazeev, who's the, so the sequence that Fazeev used to finish RDA was uh, it was very beautiful to me because he faked he had been faking um, this knee for uh, a good portion of the fight he, uh, he had just kept faking throwing this knee he fakes throwing the knee up RDA goes to block um, a knee and he comes underneath it and catches him. And that's when he's able to stun RDA. Mm-hmm. RDA goes down and he's able to finish the fight. Um, so it, it's just, if you go back and you watch the highlight of it, you you see how he fakes the knee, RDA reacts to it, and he's able to um, counter and land some good shit and put RDA out. And honestly, this is what you almost wanted to see from guys. Like, this is what you want see from like Sean O'Malley you know like this was Rafael Fazeev's toughest opponent yet um and it was a back and forth uh was back and forth fight uh obviously I thought Fazeev's striking skills were um out ahead even before he had finished the fight but you know this is what you want to see you want to see that these top contenders can you know beat guys above them ranked above them beat these legends of the sport and really establish a name for themselves um Honestly, like, give me, give me like a Rafael Fazeev and like Michael Chandler. Give me a uh, Rafael Fazeev and I mean, any Gaethje. of those guys. Um, Gaethje would be crazy, actually. Gaethje would be, yeah, actually, I think Gaethje might be the fight. And that's only because honestly, Gaethje's on a skid right now. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, I'm, for the I don't boy. even want to admit it. But... I know. Well, and to be honest, the other thing that's kind of sad, too, is um, 
Like, if you go and look at Gaethje's UFC record, it's, like, not the best. So, maybe, like, six and four or some shit. So, yeah, I mean, if Fazeev could fight someone that's on a skid, um, you just you just never know. I mean, like, Rafael Fazeev's striking, um, I think, makes him very dangerous uh, to anyone that wants to fight him. Um, I, I think that guys like Islam Makhachev, uh, maybe the champ Charles Oliveira, could give him some trouble. But those guys are a, a, a elite of the elite at this at this division. So yeah, I think that if he wants a top five guy, I don't I don't mind that at all. Um, I do think that another thing that's going to shake up the lightweight division is Alexander Volkanovski. I really do think that yeah, if um, if it's not Islam versus Charles for the vacant title, just make Volkanovski and Oliveira fight for the uh, the vacant title right now. I think that that's a very entertaining fight. So yeah, I mean, I mean, Dustin Poirier is looking for a fight as well. So Rafael Fazeev, Dustin Poirier would be a striking delight. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm just looking forward to Rafael Fazeev's next fight. This is a guy I've been watching, um, kind of grow into the UFC. Uh, over his career um, and every single time he's been tasked with a bigger name and a bigger opponent as far as being ranked ahead of him he's pulled it out so uh, congratulations to Rafael Fazeev on a wonderful fight shout out to RDA for fighting another killer because that's literally all he fights and um, yeah it was, just, it was just a good back and forth with a nice finish to end the night um, and yeah, it was just a good one. So I was I was really excited. Um, I was really excited for this main event. Really excited for this card. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely delivered. And uh, you know, before we move on here, I did want to uh, you know double back on the point that you made about the uh, knee from Fazeev that he had been trying, and it's that's kind of like what you love from uh, a lot of these. You know, especially the elite guys. And the guys that do contend uh, or want to contend in Fasib's case um, is you want to see like those chess matches. And that's a perfect example of that where he was building up to it and tried it multiple times, but didn't land it. And then that time he didn't even have to land it, but because he had been building that threat, uh, Dos Anjos paid attention to it and, and blocked it or tried to block for it. And then Fasib was able to use that opportunity that he created to land the uh you know stunning strike to finish it so i i just i love that shit um and i think that that was a great point to bring up and that's a perfect example of those chess matches that we love to see especially from a main event fight uh, on a fight night card here so uh with that we can move on to the co-main event which was a middleweight bout between kayo baraljo versus armin petro oh, petrosian sorry i think i butchered both of those names but uh, one of the less exciting fights of the night, uh, Baralho dominated on the ground to get a unanimous decision with neither fighter doing uh, much in the way of damaging the other. Yeah, I mean, this fight was definitely um, a bit disappointing. Honestly, I was kind of uh, surprised that this was the co-main, or yeah, the co-main, because it, nothing wrong with these guys. I, I just thought that, uh, like, if I'm being honest with you, like the Jared Vendera and Chase Sherman fight, that was an exciting fight. We'll obviously yeah. talk about it in just a second, but 
I thought that could have been a co-main um, just because, I mean, both those guys are strikers. They're heavyweights. You know, I thought that could have been nice. But Saeed Nurmagomedov, obviously, being cousins with the legend, the Hall of Famer, Habib Nurmagomedov. Uh, that's, you know, the Nurmagomedov name is just almost strong enough to carry a co-main event title just on its own. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this fight was – sometimes UFC fights are – like the Yuri Pohashka and Glover Teixeira fight, it's one of the most exciting fights ever. It's a war. And sometimes it's just kind of a snoozer, and that's okay. Um, this one happened to be a little bit of a snoozer. And, uh, you know, Brohalo, bro bro um, yeah, that is a tough name to say, um, yeah. you know, was able to get him on the ground and dominate and execute his game plan. Um, and get a unanimous unanimous decision. So, congratulations on him. Hopefully, these guys um, can both learn from you know whatever mistakes they both made in the fight and can capitalize on it and get back and maybe give us a little bit of uh, something different the next fight out. But otherwise, um, yeah, just just uh, I don't know, just a fight on this one. Not too much to say about it, unfortunately. Right, it's just a fight. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like, they got to finish, and uh, like you said, congratulations. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there is that entertainment factor, and it's like, um, I mean, that's kind of, you know, I, I'm go, I go back and forth on it, because that was kind of the argument about the main event with uh, Adesanya in the last card, was that he it just wasn't an exciting enough fight. And, like, yes, I get that, but there's also something to be said for just dominating and getting the win you know what i mean is it exciting no but it's still valid it's a valid way to win a fight so i don't know there's a there's a balance to be had there for sure though but um yeah this one was a little bit of a snoozer so uh, our next fight here uh which did mention uh bantam weight bout between douglas silva de andrade versus saeed Ner uh, Ner oh Nermagomedov. dang struggle so, uh which yeah you said it the cousin uh, of Khabib, and uh, you know, we love to see that, but they're completely different fighters. Um, Saeed, much more of a striker, and uh, yeah, although a solid back and forth with Silva de Andrade putting some hurt on Saeed and Nurmagomedov, Saeed was able to mostly dominate the fight and take it home by decision, moving to six and one in his UFC career. And although not looking spectacular, he has a lot of power in his hands and enough technicality to use it effectively in the UFC. Now we'll see what he can do against higher competition. Yeah, and I thought that was perfectly put, Ryan. Um, Saeed Nurmagomedov is definitely uh, definitely a different fighter than his cousin or even um, his fellow teammate in Islam Makhachev. Um, and honestly, surprised the fuck out of me. I haven't seen Saeed fight in a little while. Um, and so I kind of, you know, obviously with the Nurmagomedov name and him being Dagestani, I was kind of under the impression that we might get a little bit more wrestling. Uh, but... He stood up and uh, banged with him for the majority of the fight. Um, I thought Saeed looked super snappy on his jab. Um, I thought the first round especially, he was just very, very crisp and technical with all of his striking. Very powerful strikes, very powerful uh, leg kicks whenever he threw them. Uh, and I thought Saeed looked great. Um, I'm actually um, – I paid attention to him a little bit, but sometimes you just – you know, the last name hype kind of carries a little bit. Um, and so 
I honestly was paying attention to him halfway um, just because I didn't want to only pay attention because he's Khabib's cousin. Um, but I didn't necessarily see tons out of him his first um, his first couple of UFC fights. I just, I don't know. I was just kind of casually following him. But after this fight, I think this is one of his better performances for sure. Um, and yeah, I, I think for sure I'm going to be looking out for um, Saeed uh, going forward, especially in the bantamweight division. Um, you know, at the top of that division, it's pretty deep. Uh, 135 is kind of scary, honestly, with, you know, guys like TJ Dillashaw, uh, obviously the champ, Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan, et cetera, et cetera. But Saeed offers a little bit of a size uh, difference for that weight class um, as far as like his um, his height and his reach. Uh, and so that's something that I think can be um, very interesting going forward. He's able to keep up his very impressive UFC career. Um, you know, moving six and one's no joke. Um, obviously, he's going to start facing um, tighter and tighter competition. And when you guys, ha- when you have guys like you know the aforementioned guys I just mentioned, Corey, uh, Cody Sandhagen, you know, uh, um, just the killers in that bantamweight class, uh, you really have to take the higher ranked guys very seriously. Every fight going forward um, is going to be tough, even more so with his last name. Um, guys are really going to want to put it on him and make themselves known because if you could be the cousin of a Hall of Famer, you know, when, you know, Habib is for sure in your camp and is for sure helping you out, for for, for sure training with you. Um, if If someone could beat you, they're going to want to do it and they're going to try to do it. So you're definitely going to be um, – going to have a target on your back because of that so it's all on Saeed going forward um and yeah I'm, I'm excited to watch him fight I'll, I'll definitely be uh tuning in uh checking out every time Saeed uh performs especially if he's able to put on a performance like he did today or last night yeah absolutely I couldn't have said any better uh yeah definitely an interesting fighter to watch going forward here so and then the next fight, uh, which you mentioned as well, heavyweight bout between Jan- or Jared Vanderop and Chase Sherman. And yeah, this was a solid fight. Uh, coming into the event, Chase Sherman was on a four-fight a four winning streak, but that changed against the struggling veteran heavyweight, Jared Vanderop. Uh, Sherman was able to outdo Vanderop in the first round, landing a solid combo to get a TKO, plus was awarded the performance of the night by the UFC Vandera now looks to piece together his UFC career as he falls fast. Um, I, I don't have his loss streak, but I think he's working on two or three at this point and has really struggled uh, recently here and struggles again last night as uh, Sherman did look really good, honestly. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought both these guys um, looked pretty decent in this fight. There was uh, times where I thought both guys were landing pretty decent strikes. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I think, um, you know, the vanilla gorilla, uh, hmm. Jay Sherman, was able yeah. to uh, – well, I, I love that nickname, too. It's so fucking Same. funny. Um, and I've seen Jay Sherman fight a few times now. Um, you know, so I kind of knew what kind of fight I was expecting getting to it. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a nice heavyweight fight in the UFC. I mean, you kind of grow to expect how heavyweight fights can be. Uh, you know, it's going to be a knockout or you're going to get, like, two really big guys that are hella tired. And I think that in this fight, you got a lot of back-and-forth action. 
guys were hitting each other with big shots on both sides. And, um, you know, Chase Sherman was able to put him away and get the, uh, get the TKO. So definitely shout out to that dude. Uh, shout out to his nickname. And, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, Vendera is able to get some wins, get a, get another fight booked and, uh, get some wins under his belt to kind of right the ship a little bit. Cause, uh, and especially at, at heavyweight, like it's so, it's so volatile. Like you can be on a win streak, you can be going good. And then the next time you fight, you get clipped and get knocked out. So, you know, you got to just kind of get, get prepared for that, especially at heavyweight and uh, just get back on the horse and get back out there the next time. But yeah, it's definitely Chase Sherman's night. And um, yeah, I can't complain with the result. I thought it was a great fight. Honestly, uh, yeah, it was probably my fight of the night for sure. Besides the main event. Um, but yeah, I love this fight. It was great matchmaking. And I was definitely excited to see uh, when Chase Sherman gets back out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, I, I may have been a little bit too harsh. I think like he really did put up an effort, but I think also from, and I mean, you know, this better than me, but they can be a little harsh sometimes as far as like, if you're not putting together wins, even if you looked decent, kind of like going after guys. And I worry about him. If he say puts up another loss or maybe two losses, he might be like in potential of just being cut. Absolutely, I agree. I, I I really do agree with you, um, and especially at heavyweight, dude. There really isn't time. There's new heavyweight contenders, like, and you can get shot up at, at, in the heavyweight ranks really, really quick. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah, if you're not if you're not careful, you could be on the receiving end of like a three fight skid, and then you know, Dana will cut you. He don't give a fuck. So <laughs> you gotta be careful, dude. You gotta be careful. He's savage with it. All right. Well, with that, uh, obviously, we hope for the best for Vander and hopefully he doesn't get cut. But we will move on to our next fight here. Uh, So, well, what would have been our next fight? I should say women's flyweight between Cynthia Calvillo versus Nina Nunes. Unfortunately, Nina Nunes had to pull out of the fight setting stomach illness. Uh, We wish Nunes the best, despite the cruelty of the MMA gods and taking away one of the more anticipated fights of the night. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, was very much looking forward to that one. Uh, but yeah, hopefully she gets better, and hopefully, maybe we can uh, see it get put back in the lineup at some point. Yeah, I think it's a good. Uh, I think it's a good flyweight fight. Love seeing uh, Cynthia Calvillo fight. Uh, she's a Mexican American fighter. Um, you know, so I love seeing her fight. Uh, she always it's a very scrappy girl. I like to get after it. Likes to talk some shit while she's in there. Um, and then also shout out Nina Nunes for. Uh, who was formerly Nina Ansaroff for a uh, change in her last name to match her uh, wife's uh, as they are married, um, you know, especially getting out of June, um, which was Pride Month. You got to show love to uh, our same-sex couples and, you know, the champ and her wife doing their thing, getting the la- matching last names. And hopefully Nina's all right and we can match up uh, remade and on to the next one as soon as possible. Absolutely. We'd love to see it. Yeah, uh, hopefully we can see that fight at some point here, uh, or if not, just the uh, for those fighters to get some fights pretty quick here. Um, and then our last fight on the main card last night here, lightweight fight between Michael Johnson versus Jamie Malarkey. Uh, you know, they put up a fight of the night performance. 
earning 50K each after a back and forth three round bout in which both fighters landed knockdowns and connected well, despite a strong performance from Michael Johnson, looking closer to his form of old than the four loss in a row fighter we've seen more recently uh, with a knockdown in the first and then a strong push in the third. Uh, Malarkey did enough in all three rounds to outpoint Johnson and take the split decision home. Yeah, and I, I agree with you for sure. I love that this is a uh, honestly Michael Johnson's career just goes like this. Like this is what his career is. You know, he gets on a skid like that, comes back, has a banger of a fucking um, a banger of a fight. You know, and obviously, you know, unfortunately, he lost. Uh, but like this is Michael Johnson's career. Like he just is one of those scrappy dudes that fights and gets out there and puts it all out there and. Uh, yeah, I think he knocked out Dustin Poirier. So, you know, when it comes to striking acumen and the striking prowess, he's definitely no joke. Um, but, you know, and he's an OG in the game. Like, Michael Johnson's been fighting forever. He fought the who's, who's, who's who of, um, you know, 145 and 155. So you really just have to, uh, you know, give the man his respect. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, nice to see him recover. Uh, after, like you said, I mean, this has been his career, but always nice to see him recover uh, and have a nice fight, even if he didn't win. Uh, so hopefully he can, uh, you know, book another one and get back on the winning side. But uh, yeah, with that, that is going to do it for us and for the fight uh, show today. Thank you everyone for listening. This has been the Mile High Fight Show, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>